Hello everybody and welcome to Pop Culture with Beards. My name is Phil and I'm here with Andy. And I'm Mike. And eat my road grit, liver lips. Happy <laughs> grief. Okay, what the hell is that from? No idea. Any ideas? No. Idea. Oh, like I'll do a guess. Oh, no. Chip Chase thing. I'll say Griswold. Yeah. You say Christmas vacation. Spot on. Oh, very good. I actually thought it might be. It's uh, very family orientated insult. Like, oh, no, no. To me, I, I actually was pretty sure that was uh, Pasolini Salo, but uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> There's a <laughs> that was very good. Thank you. <laughs> There's a reason that Look it's the film a... up, folks. If you don't know what we're laughing at, <laughs> there's a reason that we're talking about Christmas, though, because this episode we're going to hit into the Christmas movie. Yeah, and there's a lot that we can say. Uh, in fact, I saw I picked up some great Christmas films this time through, and. I'm going to get into them now. I'm going to say that one Christmas movie that a lot of people know is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from 1964. This is the stop animation? That is the one. Now, it is the classic story of Rudolph. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Claus is in it. Stop motion animation is beautiful. It is, isn't it? It is. And it actually has inspired a lot of people um, in terms of it's... Got a real Christmas card feel about it. Mm. It's great. It's definitely the kids. Yeah, absolutely. Now, dare I throw a spanner in the works here and ask, what was the name of the production company? It's Bass or something, isn't it? Yeah. I was reading up about them the other day for some reason. And it's actually also... They did a lot of stuff. Yeah. Also, the people behind it are, according, if I can make my glasses work, Larry Roma and Kiza Nakashima were the creative talents behind that. Okay. And it's great. So if you've never seen... Bass. (laughs) Rankin Bass, that's what I'm thinking of. They made uh, uh, some uh, Christmas fare as well. Hmm. Okay. What I was going to say is that it's 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 pretty well known, but because it's bigger in the US where it's from than it is, say, here, but it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I remember and, that and, one. Yeah, and kids love it. And and I think a kid does the voice of Rudolph, so it yeah. makes it even cuter. That's right. It, it is, it's cute. You can't, you're dead right. So just to clear my name, Rankin Bass also did uh, um, some of that kind of Christmas fare. So there's Frosty the Snowman, Santa Claus is coming to town, Little Drummer Boy. This is the stop animation stuff mm. of, the, of the 60s. Mm. 60s, early 70s. Yeah, okay. Now, staying with 1964, you might consider seeing Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. <laughs> Now, for real? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's actually been... Piers Adora. Yeah, that's yeah. right. P- what? Azor- does, well, you know this film? I do, yeah. <laughs> it's infamous. It's that's actually, amazing. It's infamous is exactly what it is. It's, really? It's, okay. been, it's been kind of on worst film lists for, well, actually, more than 50 years now. Um, it just keeps coming up because it's not very well made. Mm. Uh, however, I liked it. I sp- first saw it when I was a teenager and I thought it was pretty funny. And the basic plot is that uh, Mars is watching us, mm. which is hilarious already. And uh, they are thinking all the TV that uh, the Martian children are watching, the Martian kids' brains are getting a bit bent. Mm. And they're seeing all the stuff about, you know, Christmas and, you know, Santa Claus. And so the Martian high command or whoever they are decide that uh, we must have Santa Claus. So they kidnap Santa and some kids and take them to Mars. Wow. I mean, come on. 
Andy, you should be able to watch it because I'm pretty sure it's in public domain, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it so is, yeah. Andy, there no you go. There's, the your, there's your job for tonight. <laughs> no one wants ownership of that one. It's it's a very interesting film. Uh, oh, probably uh, probably fairly little kids wouldn't mind it, I would say. Is it as okay. good as Hoppity Goes to Town on a rewatch? You know, <laughs> I'm going to go a little bit crazy here and say mm-hmm. it might be equally as good as okay. Hoppity Goes to Town. Phil's first. Film That's memory. right. And also it seems to be what we're doing is a little breakout bit called um, films you can get for your kids that are in public domain. Mm. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean look, the price. That and uh, Neither Living Dead, both in the public domain. Very, very different films, and but I both believe, in the public domain. Um, it's a Wonderful Life is in the public. I think it right? might have been In and Out, actually. Mm. I'm not sure about Frank that. Frank Capra. Now, can I, which is actually one of the other films I was going to mention. In fact, let's talk about it in two seconds. Can I just say really quickly, um, how is Night of the Living Dead in public domain? Do you have any idea? I read something about one of the producers went rogue and they didn't agree to the rights being kept by a studio and because of that loophole, it's just remained in public domain ever since. Good grief. Yeah. That's amazing. So, you know, it's... It's free to watch. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we know we're going to be watching tonight. But that's not a Christmas film, first. but it's a double. You could do the Santa Claus conquers <laughs> the Martians, followed by you could the Night of Living Dead. Very good. Well, I think send the kids to bed and then watch Night of Living Dead with you know. Mm. It's yeah. I mean, you don't want kids watching that. No. But, but having said, if they sneak in and sneak a peek, it's not that terrible. It's intense. It's not mm. horrific. No, it's yeah. dated. Yeah, sixty-eight. Oh, yeah, it's still. It's a great dating it's still movie. A film. Yeah. I'm if not you, criticizing the film, guys. I'm just saying. You I know, said it's, it's quite a tame compared to, well, unfortunately, what a lot of kids get to see nowadays. Mm. I know, but what I was saying is, I was agreeing. It's, with you, it's a great mm. movie to take a date to. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. You've done it, yeah. Uh, no, but it's on the cards. There you okay, go. Right. <laughs> anyway, it's in the diary. We mentioned It's a Wonderful Life a moment ago, 1946. Now, this is an absolutely classic Christmas movie, and it's one that, uh, interestingly, depending on your age, it certainly lasted beyond its 1946 time. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say Generation Z is going to love it. I've got no idea, but it certainly has lasted a lot longer than anyone might have expected. And it wasn't a big hit on release, was it? No, it wasn't messy no. at all. It, it it absolutely was one of those things that Jimmy, because it was shown shown uh, in repeat on television. Yeah, it's because I think it was in public domain and, or something. Maybe like that. it is that. Because yeah, yeah. I, I, it, a script I read mm. years ago, and it has a, a scene in there mm. about that. And I said to the person that wrote it, "Hold on, wouldn't you have to get the right?" And that person said, "No, no, it's public domain." And but then again, it might have reverted back now. So. It was a, year, a couple of years back. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one because the film it, the film actually uh, has lasted pretty well in a lot of ways because it has that, in fact, it's, since it was made, it has been kind of remade either, you know, with the, that title or sometimes with a different title. It's actually, that story has come up again and again, mm. which is that there is a man, um, George Bailey, who doesn't realise that he, how important he is to the people in the small town he lives in. Mm-hmm. And one Christmas he is allowed to discover how important he is because um, of the intervention in his life by an angel called Clarence, and Clarence is looking to get his wings. 
and um, it is both sort of um, sentimental and it's also at times, interestingly, quite bleak in the portrayal of the town when it is the people that we've seen earlier who have been happy people. Then we see them in the terrible version of the town where mm. it's actually, you know, impoverished and that sort of thing. Jimmy Stewart's character is depressed, isn't he? Uh, yeah, well, things have happened and he thinks his life is going nowhere. Yeah, you that's know, right. And I'll have to rewatch it. Well, it is absolutely an old movie. However, it is brilliantly done and it is definitely the kind of uh, narrative where... And people love this in all different ways, like a movie like Sliding Doors, for instance, mm. or whatever. Like, they love seeing the idea that a character is in one world because of their choices and then they're in another world because of their choices. It always works, this sort of thing. Mm. Anyway, that's great that's impressive. I never would have made that connection between Sliding Doors. Right. So Hey, look, that's what I'm here for. You know, if I had a had it, it'd be removed. It's pretty good. No, that is good. Yeah. Because they're different uh, versions of their life, isn't it, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, look, Sounds I, like the other one you were talking about earlier on. The, um, what was the one? Oh, the uh, everything, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, I, just, I guess I, either, I just like, mm. either I just like multiverse type movies or, in fact, um, Jimmy Stewart and um, Gwyneth Paltrow are just very similar to me. Could be that. Okay. Okay. They've gone silent. <laughs> I better move on. Christ, I can tell the difference. Anyway, what else we got? Um, another one is. Um, I'm, I'm looking at my phone. You are. Sorry, everybody. That's no, all right. The other one, this will just be cut out. This, it will be cut out, so I can say fuck you. And oh, fuck nice. you. Well, you know, um, you're, you're, you're like your you're movies with me in them. <laughs> John Wayne. John Wayne, yeah, that's okay. who it was. Yeah. Okay. John Candy. <laughs> um, go and get stopped. <laughs> uh, get fucked. And, here, and here's an interesting one because it depends on which version you might see of this movie. But the original version was, uh, it's once again like um, It's a Wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street. Mm-hmm. The original version is 1947, so mm-hmm. a very old movie. Uh, and it has Natalie Wood, Maureen O'Hara, John Payne in it. And it, I would say it's another great Christmas movie, but I really don't expect people to see it from 1947 necessarily. So and they then, might watch the 1994 version. They might. Which I with, believe uh, John, John Hughes yep, was he, behind He had a hand in it, yeah. Is that the one with Mara Wilson as, yeah, as and the it's little girl? And it's Attenborough. Yes, that's right. Richard Attenborough. Yeah, Correct. and that, look, it's a great story. Now, is that the first one version of it that you saw, that one? No, no, I saw the original. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, in some ways it kind of is a movie you need to update, especially if you want a kid to see it, because the original version is in beautiful black and white, but kids don't necessarily want to see that. But it's a it's a great film. Natalie Wood was great. She was a child at the time. Maureen O'Hara and John Payne as the adults are really good. It's a really entertaining film, and once again... It kind of has been made both as official versions of it and knockoff versions of it. There are many. Mm, That's okay. a great Christmas story. What else you got in that okay. list? Okay. Um, the other things that I quite enjoy. Well, look, let's. I don't think we can go any further than 1988 and Die Hard. Yeah. Now, that comes up a lot. There's been this a sort of, of internet sort of debate about whether Die Hard is properly a Christmas film or not. Because it's set during Christmas, but it's not about Christmas. No, it's probably the least 
about Christmas in yeah. a certain way. Yeah. But I would say that uh, in action action movie world, it's a Christmas movie. Absolutely. Mm. Like you know, Speed's not an action. It's not a Christmas movie. So no. Because it's not set during Christmas. Yeah, and basically one of the reasons that people pick it is because, um, you know, it is an action movie. A lot of people love it. A lot of people love um, Bruce Willis in the film playing John McClane. And, you know, everybody loves, um, you know, the everybody loves Hans Gruber. Yeah, because he's the secret to the film, isn't he? Because he's such a good villain. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Played by Alan Rickman, and um, you know, this it's actually a really fun film um, in a lot of ways because at the time it was quite the action movie, but I think by now it's such a classic uh, that many many people know it and they know the beats of the film, and you can see it as something of a Christmas movie. It's not; it's violent, sure, but it's not too bloody. Mm. Um, I'm happy to call it a Christmas movie, so I put it on the list. Okay. It's got lots of Chris, Christmas references in there, like when he uh, takes out one of the henchmen, he puts a Santa hat on him and things like that. So it's got, you know, it's got that mm. Christmas element. Yeah. And you uh, were telling us earlier about a Christmas uh, decoration that is currently out there. Yeah, you can get your very own Hans Gruber falling off the Nakatomi building uh, Christmas ornament for your tree. <laughs> oh, really? That. Oh, that was clever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's better? Than so I'm that? off to get one after this. Isn't there also something you can get for your uh, air conditioning duct? You can get a picture of uh, Bruce Willis, you know, when he's crawling. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, can yeah. get that and put it in there for something, <laughs> some reason like that. Yeah. Yeah. You, do, oh, you can do make it? your own and put it in like um, like yeah. a piece of cardboard, like a cardboard square with alfoil around it so he looks like he's coming through the, um, that's the air one. conditioning vents. Yeah, oh, yeah. that sounds great. Yeah. I, I want one of them. Okay, we're nearly there. Um, another thing that you must think consider for Christmas, and this is definitely a Christmas film, is 2003's Bad Santa. Um, Which was on my list. Oh, okay. Billy Bob Thornton. Yes. Obviously. Absolutely and, fantastic film. And, and uh, so is the sequel. Yeah. Uh, is that just Bad, bad Santa 2? Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. And that's Terry, Terry Zweigoff as the director. For the first one, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the short story is that the character that Billy Bob Thornton plays is a uh, deteriorating, drunken thief <laughs> yeah. who plays so funny. very questionable, um, you know, department store Santas. <laughs> and uh, one day he gets the idea because apparently he's been ripping off stores and him and his elf buddy are going to rip off this other store, but they get stopped in the process by a young boy called Thurman Merman. And <laughs> yeah. it's brilliant. If you haven't seen it, see it. Very, very, very funny film. What, what were you going to say about it? What Just it's my go-to for Christmas. Uh, no matter where I am with people, I'll always put it on. And uh, I don't care what age or where you're from, you have to sit down and watch it. And I just absolutely adore it. I think it's so funny and it's it's dirty and it's crude, but it's also got a heart of gold. Mm. And uh, especially between Billy Bob Thornton and Thurman Merman. Uh, and, and, of course, it's got your favourite from the uh, Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. What's her La- name? Lauren Graham. There you go. She's mm. fantastic in it. She plays the, 
Barmaid. Yeah, she's hilarious. Uh, and then also, like a lot of sequels, they just don't live up to it, but someone did a really good job on Bad Santa 2, and it's... I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, it's good fun. It's really, really good, and it's got... It's actually um, more... Yeah, would you say naughty or pretty? Yeah, I think they had to up the stakes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and it's got Kathy Bates in it, who plays Billy Bob Thornton's mother. Oh yeah, right. And she is just wonderful, just so good. Mm. And it's got the return of the original cast, apart okay. from Gilmore Girl. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's set in Chicago, New York. I can't remember which one, but it's definitely in a big town and very, very, very funny as well. So I'd be interested to know if they'll make a three. If well. If you haven't seen either of them, check out Bad Santa this Christmas. Love them. Mm. And I'm going to go in a completely different different direction. I'm going to go in the opposite direction from Bad Santa, and I'm going to finish off with a fairly recent Christmas movie called Last Christmas 2019 with uh, Emilia Clarke and oh. Henry Golding. And it's about a singer character played by Amelia Clark, who's not doing very well, not very successful, and she gets a job in a Christmas shop that's being run by the excellent Michelle Yeoh. And uh, she is, in this case, uh, this was made before her recent Everything Everywhere All at Once film. And um, is she English or American? She's Malaysian, I believe. Oh. Malaysian Chinese. Okay. Um, uh, if I got that wrong, internet. I'm sorry. And um, she is, uh, in this case, uh, she's playing a comedy, which uh, maybe actually led to her role in this latest, uh, in the, well, actually, in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, because she I had... Think he's getting paid for these mentions. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love her. I love mm. her. I'm just, I'm, I'm unashamed to say I love Michelle Yeoh. No, How, no, I mean the film, the Everything, everywhere, all at once. I thought. Uh, well, I bloody you know, hope I am. He's getting five dollars per mention. He's doing all right. I got about twenty bucks now. <laughs> anyway, so um, she's radio cash. <laughs> cash for comments. Cash yeah. for oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, she's great in this movie. It's sort of the first really like straight down the line comedy, English speaking comedy I've ever seen her in. Um, I'm assuming she's done comedies not in English, and uh, she's great. Uh, and it was co-written by Emma Thompson, and. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, look, generally it's a kind of a romantic comedy kind of film. With a twist. Uh, well, it's mm. not a twist if you've seen movies and you're, a, I'd say, older than 11 or 12. But oh, anyway. oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I just it's, know it's, it's a good. twist. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a bit twee, but it was actually very entertaining and I mm. like the use of all the George Michael music. I think that well, it was a really big appeal. Title, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was really... But deep. it's not, not just that song. It's like pretty much... All his, his, yeah. his career get a run. Yeah. That's what I was bringing it up for as much as anything. Because and he died on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve. Did you know that? No. No. There you go. I did. George Michael died Christmas okay. Eve, Christmas Day. Well, what? And is- so did Dean Martin, sadly. Okay, well. It's rather gloom. I, 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 I think sad, but uh, no. how about the music? Well, yeah. what I was going to say is that <laughs> apparently um, Emma Thompson was writing it over a number of years, so like four or five years. Um, George Michael was alive when she began writing it and she discussed a couple of times, had kind of long conversations with him about things to do with the music and one of the things that she came up with was the idea of making a, a film that was very kind of London-based and had a real feel about a certain uh, interior of London that she were, that she liked, places and bits that she particularly liked, and she discussed that with Michael. And in the end, um, although uh, when he died, she then decided that she wanted to make the film 
kind of in some ways more of a tribute to him. And so that is part of the energy of that uh, writing for the thing. I think that it's not a perfect film by any means, but it's entertaining and it's certainly one that I think if you're into either Emma Thompson, romantic comedy, Henry Golding, Amelia Clark, uh, or the music of George Michael, I would definitely say consider watching it. Don't forget Michelle. Yeah. Who I was might, in? I'm sorry. I think I might have overdone that. But anyway. Hold on. Is Emma Thompson in it? No. Yes. Yeah, she's uh, she actually in it. She plays the mother of Amelia Clark's character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you might I was have, say, of, you have to have her in it. partly blocked the idea in your head because she's actually, remember, she's she's something like Eastern European country. Type. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And she's some sort of uh, Rusky or something. Yeah. yeah. I really wish that they had actually cast someone um, mm. in that role. But, oh, and one other um, interesting point, Paul. Uh, Paul Feig is the mm. director, strangely. So, yeah. Who directed? Well, Spy. Bridesmaids. Um, yeah. Just what I think of him. And also from Freaks and Geeks, that sort yeah. of thing. So, yeah. Mm. Anyway, so okay. it's an interesting thing and it's one of the later ones. Uh, that's kind of the end of my <laughs> list. I will say this, though. Um, certain people who love a rom-com, I would say that... Um, a lot of people can't go past, I can, but a lot of people can't go past the Hallmark rom- Christmas rom-com. There are a ton of these. There are, aren't they? They are, there are so many of these. Mm. And it's also been really satirised all over the place, but they do hit their market really well and they make a lot of them. The middle America, year. yeah. So enjoy if that's your kind of Christmas movie. So that brings us almost to the end. Does anyone want to say anything uh, Christmassy at all about well, the year we've gone gonna, through. I was just going to throw one last random oh, selection in there. Hit us. So, late 40s, there's a film called Holiday Affair. Have you guys seen that one? Mm, so I don't think it's so. It's got a uh, um, killer cast. It's got uh, Robert Mitchum and Janet Leigh co-starring. And it's a, it's a, like a warm-hearted uh, comedy about a department store clerk who romances a comparison shopper. So it sounds a bit crazy. So a comparison shopper is they go to the store to sort of find out, you know, if their um, products uh, measure up and and what price they are and that sort of thing. So back in the 40s, that must have been a thing. No, no, they they still exist. Still thing, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of unconventional in the fact that the Robert Mitchum character, who's sort of a not rugged, but kind of a, you know, a man's man. He um, ends up tr- pretty much um, trying to woo the Janet Lee character away from an established um, relationship. So what? Yeah, I know for the forties, it's a bit, it's a bit different, but it's just, yeah, it's a really you know, good natured film effectively and great performances. And, and it's a nice sort of, something different to watch in the Christmas period. So okay. if you can track down Holiday Affair, it's um, that's a, it's a goodie as well. Well, thank you for giving us that. I have never seen that, and I'm going to check it out because mm. you've got the right stars. I definitely want to you got the see right stuff. Thank you. Oh, look, Mike's always had the right stuff. Mm. You know, it's you I'm worried about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Am I, sorry, is that the wrong time to finish on? Probably. Let me say it like this. I'll just cut it out. <laughs> no, no, I don't think you have to. I think people have got to see how we're human, right? Right. Behind and, the voices. Andy, you're, you are, I don't need a present from you this Christmas. You are the gift, my friend. Have you actually told us any holiday movies that you would watch? Bad Santa? Other than that. Bad Santa 2. Okay. 
And you're, yes. just, you're just waiting for Bad Santa 3. Is I that can't right? wait, yeah. If you yeah. hear anything, let me know. All right. I'd watch that. Uh, yeah. Oh, definitely. On that note, yeah. I'm going to say happy, merry, joyous, yuletide Christmas from Pop Culture with Beards. Mm-hmm. I'm Phil. What do you two need to say? I say um, may all your Christmases be white and um, have a good one. Ditto. See you later from Pop Culture with Beards.